Well, Brent is gay and Kaylin's gay and Clark is gay and Ryan's gay and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 189. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan. And I'm Adam. This week on Homo Superior, we continue to celebrate AAPI Heritage Month with our favorite creators. Lots of animation news, including the return of the Vindicators. Hey, we never did recap that one issue we were supposed to read. Clark's <laughs> got something. We talk about the issues of the week, and we take a trip to the trailer park with Sweet Tooth. Uh, first up is our AAPI Heritage Month's continuation. Uh, question this week for all of you, and including me, who's your favorite AAPI creator? Kayla. So mine is an artist by the name of uh, Michael Cho. He is originally from South Korea, but he lives in Canada now. Uh, his art is very like old school in a great way. It's like almost like kind of Lichtenstein-ish. Like you've probably seen some of his stuff. It's got like this like kind of classic like 60s Marvel feel to it. I think he's just actually tremendous. And uh, most of his stuff I've seen is like more like pinup e or like for covers. I would love to see more like sequential art from him, but he is absolutely tremendous. Yeah, it's it's both so realistic and outrageous at the same time. They're both so muscular and booby and like everything, but so good at the same time. It's it's such pretty art, honestly. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, mine is also an artist uh, and I love him very much. He actually did one of my favorite runs of Young Avengers, um, Jim Chiang, and I might be saying that wrong, but um, he's great. He loves a square jaw type of uh, person. And the, but the art is so fucking good. Being on Young Avengers, he's done so much work in Marvel, but a lot of work in general. It's, uh, it, it really just, it, it looks realistic. You believe everything that is going on at that moment. And um, being one of the first queer sort of comics that I read, I just really latched onto him so much. I, I'm a huge fan. Um, I'm going to say mine. I, um, it's Greg Pak. Yeah. Wait, I mean, I, there's millions of things you could say about what different stuff he's done. My favorite thing is the Extreme X-Men he did with Dazzler, which Thank is you. just Thank bizarre you. all over the place. <laughs> uh, I know the character work he does is so interesting and I, I'm not sure what else to say besides I just really enjoy his work. Yeah. All said. I know. Uh, I'll wrap us up. Mine is Brian Lee O'Malley. So he is the cartoonist and creator of Scott Pilgrim versus the world or just Scott Pilgrim in general, because I know there was a multiple names for each of the uh, comics and, and novelizations that they released. Um, and I loved it. Like, I mean, I, I kind of, I actually caught the movie first and then went back immediately and bought all the books and was just, you know, love the artwork, love the comedy. I always like a combination too of, and I think we're all kind of talking a lot about that, like an artist that's also writing story. Like it's just, you really get that full artist intended picture and, you know, um, I know he hasn't done a ton afterwards, but like that's just the whole series, both as a comic and uh, and a, a movie, is just like very. I was gonna say it's part of my childhood, but it wasn't. I was like graduated college, and I was just like, this really spoke to me. I still love it so much. <laughs> right. I. It's funny that you say that because he was also in my running for like actually uh, the my number one pick. And so he did a cover for a later version of a Young Avengers art. Ah. And, and it, it wasn't Alan Heinberg at the time, but 
He did the cover and I, bitch, you better believe I checked everywhere for this fucking comic with his art on the cover and I could not find him. I'm still looking today because I'm such a huge fan. Like I, I love him so much. He's such a good creator in so many ways. Well, Ryan, we've got the cover right here. Come on out, cover from Young <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's not as good. It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, he. I love Scott Pilgrim as well. And Brian Lee O'Malley was also in my running. But, like, he's an incredibly versatile creator because his follow-up was a graphic novel called Seconds, which yes. was about, um, like, it was almost like a magic realism culinary type graphic novel i don't know how, how else to describe it and then he's i haven't read it yet but he's currently uh or has been writing a graphic novel called snot girl for image which somebody else is illustrating i've heard mixed things about it um but um i've heard it's not as good as the scott Pilgrim, but i still do want to check it out at some point so yeah and he's like he's very he got like he has he think he's in a he does like a band thing too he just like, seems like a very creative and cool person um, and originally Canadian, but he lives in Los Angeles now. So I think he kind of counts either way. <laughs> but, uh, awesome. Oh my God. Is that a jazzy newsflash? Special newsflash. What remix was that, Adam? That's what I want to know. It's, the, it's the dying, the dying bird it. bootleg is what I, uh, Ooh, I put nice. on there. For Straight myself. from the stage, this newsflash, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so tons and tons of animation news kind of getting us started. I obviously put this at the top of the agenda because I never shut the fuck up about this, but Injustice is getting its own animated movie. So Water Brothers Animation is going to be developing this movie based on the video game franchise and also really successful comic series. So... For those that don't know, uh, NetherRealm Studios, the creators of Mortal Kombat, made this uh, game where it's basically like Mortal Kombat, but with superheroes. It takes place in an alternate universe where Joker kills Superman, and we see a world where you know he's just like fuck everybody, I'm taking over. Not too, uh, not too creative in terms of general plot. I know that that Kayla, we always you always talk about that, um, but. The game is great, but then there's also two prequel comic series for both of the games. So they take place right before Injustice 1. Uh, there's actually a comic series for the Injustice 1 game. And then there's also a prequel for Injustice 2. So really all of this is to say, you know, are you interested? Are you so fucking excited as much as I am? And how many decapitations are you expecting? <laughs> so a, a few things. Uh, obviously, I'm very excited for you, Adam, more than anybody else. Like, I know, like, you probably had multiple orgasms the day you found out about this so i'll say that two do we think like this is going to cover like maybe year one of the first injustice um and then three this is uh just something i'm a little worried about because a lot of my favorite graphic novels and comics that have been adapted to animated series um have not gone so well I'm remembering when we reviewed uh, Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2, y'all absolutely hated it. Ooh. And I hated the movie too, but y'all were thinking the graphic novel was just as bad as the movie, which it wasn't. So uh, I worry a little bit about like the voice acting and the animation and just the, the loss in tra translation from page to screen. So a lot of, like, a lot of uh, mixed emotions right now in my head. Yeah, reasonable thoughts. 
I mean, I'm, I am excited, mostly for you, Adam. But uh, it's <laughs> like Kaylin said. But it's uh, I, I do like the story for the most part. Uh, I think it's fun. Uh, I do think, I think there's something out there. I think they know that that's this has some legs. To your point, Kaylin, where it's like this is probably going to be year one, like you said. And then they're going to expand it and blow it out. And by the end, you're going to be like, what the fuck is going on? But for the beginning part of it, you're going to sort of be on the ride for it. Um, but I, I'm just super jazzed about it. Uh, I think, uh, like you said, it could, just, it could go awry, <laughs> uh, like real fast. It could be tough. It, Adam, yeah, I, the, the, I think you're right on the pacing but the, I, I started like smiling as you were both talking because I'm just like oh my god year one movie year two movie like five just before the actual injustice yeah I, the storyline of the video games are not good it's Tom Taylor's comic series that are, are really amazing so I hope they kind of uh nail it is there anything you specifically want as being a super fan I, I think just to, really, it's funny. It's actually to maintain the quality of year one and year two, which is actually what Tam Teller wrote before <laughs> three, four, and five. I think, Kaylin, you know the guy's name better than I do. Brian, Brian Bucoletto. Yeah, like there was, a, the artwork was always wonderful, but the writing started to slip. I, well, sorry, year one and year two again, it's really good stuff. So I'm, I'm just such a super fan of those first two years. But if they can really keep up all this energy, and again, movies, it's going to be interesting to see where they start and stop, because the Injustice 2 uh, prequel series is just as good, not better, but just as good, maybe a little bit worse, but certainly well, well worth reading, because it's Tom Taylor as well. I just really want them to get those stories right. Caitlin? Yeah, I was going to say Injustice 2, um, I read it finally on the DC uh, Infinity app, whatever it's called now, Infinite's app. Um, and... I thought it was great. I actually liked it more than Injustice 1 what? because it got away from the whole like Superman is the big bad, which yeah. was my big problem with the with the first series. And what what the one of the other things I really liked about it was the art was just so much more consistent than it was in in Injustice 1. Like I remember like Injustice 1 like the art would be really good for two issues and then like just awful. And also like one of the awful artists was also an awful human being because he's like a total homophobe. So it's just like going back and rereading <laughs> some of those like I don't want to, I don't like looking at this and you're also a bad person and you should feel bad. Um, it's just, it's just, ugh. but like Injustice 2, uh, the artist, the current artist or the artist for Injustice 2 is the current artist on Nightwing, uh, which is also written by Tom Taylor right now. Mm -hmm. So like they have a really good synergy together. Yeah, no, I, it's, I'm thinking of, I really crystallized now. It's the year two ending that I need to see brought to screen because that is some of the most like, you know, you talk about grandiose and I think of like, I, I'm coming out of nowhere, but like Final Fantasy series, like there's always these cataclysmic endings, like the Green Lanterns versus the Yellow Lanterns versus Superman versus, you know, Black Canary. There's like just so much great stuff that I'm like desperate to see more and more and more of. Now, are we, we going to get some Snyder cut bullshit people since remember how he, he the ending scene of the Snyder cut was kind of pushing towards oh god you're right a, a, this exact storyline we're going to and I hope it's ignored except yeah, for we, CPR it, posting clickbait oh everything will post <laughs> clickbait all the time and like you know huge companies will be doing the same fucking thing I don't know I I I'm very that's a good that's a, that's a good that's a good point I didn't but even it's, think it's, about that it's part. exactly on where 
Snyder wanted it to go. They're mm. just going to, which will uh, be frustrating because the people will be complaining no matter what. Yeah, no, and we're going to get a sneak peek of this in when the Batman The Long Halloween comes out, part two. Uh, the Blu-ray and digital special features are going to have this sneak peek at the Injustice animated movie. Um, so I guess I'll try to hunt it down or rent it just to, I mean, it'll go on YouTube two days later, so I'll just wait. But I, I thought you were saying we're going to get the sneak peek of the backlash after that movie comes out. Actually, correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's also true. Uh, so uh, additional news, mostly on TV, though, animated. So we're getting new animated Batman and new young Superman shows at HBO Max. So HBO Max and Cartoon Network have greenlit a straight-to-series order for Batman Cape Crusader, as well as uh, basically called My Adventures with Superman. So Batman Cape Crusader is going to be a new series. It's going to uh, really focus on uh, Batman's noir roots, digging deeper into the psychology of these kind of characters, per the joint statement from the executive producers of Bruce Timm, who created a variety of, or actually was the entire length, of uh, Batman the Animated Series, as well as Superman the Animated Series. And then you've also got J.J. Abrams and Matt Reeves. So let's start with uh, Batman Cape Crusader. What are you excited about? What are you a little bit worried about? Uh, Kalen. So uh, two words of why I'm excited about it, and you already mentioned it, Bruce and Tim, because he was the creative force behind Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, and even Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, from like the early 90s to the early to mid 2000s. Uh, that was to me the definitive, not even the best animated take, but the definitive take for a lot of these characters that I still go back to. Also the preview like art they showed for the Cape Crusader had a very like golden age Batman with his like ears kind of like going almost like, right. like going akimbo a little bit, uh, which I just think is so cool to see an animated version of that Batman, which I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, clearly, you know, Batman has had several incarnations in various media and like, I shouldn't be as excited about it as I am, but, uh, I am very looking forward to this. Ryan. Kaylin, I am very much there with you. Um, I was mostly shocked when I found out that that original animated Batman series that I fucking watched Every goddamn day when I went home, only had a couple of seasons. I was like, what the? I, I watched 179 million episodes is what I thought. <laughs> and they, they, they I mean, the, the thing with the animation is they do so many in the first uh, season to get syndication. And then it can just keep rolling out or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was so surprised that there was only that amount of episodes. I'm so excited to feel that with potentially this series is what I'm hoping this will become. But yeah, totally on board for it. I I, I really like the art style too. It, it looks slightly modified, but it looks fun. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely saw the pedigree of, uh, you know, Bruce Tim and was just like, holy shit. Like, yeah, in, watch, we'll take whatever I can get. So uh, I love it. Clear. So, unrelated, but related. So I recently, uh, Turner Classic Movies is showing all the Batman serial um, 15, uh, 15 short films that they had in the 40s. And they have this, it's very bad, but they have the, <laughs> their, their main character, the villain is this um, 
doctor from a Japanese doctor named Tito Daka, who of course is played by a white man. And it is as racist as it sounds. So if you really want to watch something not great by Batman, give it a go. And I really hope they bring all of that into this animated film, especially during um, Asian American and Pacific Islander Awareness Month. Oh, Jesus. Awareness Free Month. Something uh, for no one. Something for no one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What's funny is I've never seen those shorts. I've always kind of wanted to try to find them, but like now I don't think I even want to watch them. I remember the first time I started reading Batman comics, my uncle, when I lived in India, bought me this like, like big kind of trade paperback of like Batman from the 40s to the 80s. And in the introduction, they talked about like the serialization and how absolutely racist it was. Like this is like back then, this is like going back 30 some odd years. They were calling it out even then. They were calling it out even then uh, to the point where like, apparently Mr. Freeze was originally called Mr. Zero in the comics. And then when they try to bring him over to like other media, they had to change the name because like zero was apparently like a racist term for Asian people, like way back in the day. Like it's so archaic that I don't even know this (laughs) shit. Like it's like, I was like, oh fuck. Uh, So yeah, some not great stuff back then, but like uh, by the time they got to the sixties, they mostly fixed the Batman series because it was fun and wonderful and campy. Right. Uh, well, on the flip side, and this is my own personal editorializing, but on good news and bad news, on the bad news side for me, My Adventures with Superman is going to be starring Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen as 20-something young members of an investigative reporting team at the Daily Planet. Jack Quaid and Alice Lee from uh, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist will voice the likely soon-to-be couple, I assume, by season three. Uh, but what are your interpretations of this styling for Superman? Caleb? Well, like why? I don't I don't even understand why. Like I, I like Superman. Um, and I'm all for like different takes on him, but right now there is a Superman and Lois show showing them as parents, which I've heard is actually not terrible for what it is. Um, and there's something kind of cool about like just making Superman be kind of like this like kind of dopey dad figure, which I think works really well for him. Like the whole idea of like a younger Superman, like just doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me in the same way like a younger Batman does, like, or like in early years of Batman does. I just, I feel like there's so many different things that they could have done. And Superman is just so, like so overexposed. And I know I'm, I'm contradicting myself because Batman is also so overexposed, but because Bruce Tim is not involved in this series or anybody from the old Superman animated series from the 90s, I'm just, eh. I don't care. Right. I mean, you're exactly right, though. It's uh, I want to see more Batman. This is too much Superman. And (laughs) you're getting still way more Batman at the end of the day. But he is just a more captivating character. I'm sorry for all the Superman fans out there, but it it is what it is, honestly. Like, he's just a little bit more fleshed out. yeah, I'm not excited about this series, but I am for the other one. <laughs> it's tough because I'll still probably watch it and give it a shot. Um, and I hope it's good. It could be great. It could yeah. be great. Like we're just sitting on it now, but yeah, awesome. exactly. We don't know. Yeah. I think it I think it needs like some sort of tongue-in-cheek tone that hopefully doesn't reference Instagram or other 20-something pop culture elements that an older you mean- writer might assume. You mean, tic- about. you mean TikTok? Because 40-somethings are now on Instagram. Yeah, that's how I was like, man, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> that's the fucking Kill problem. Me. Hey, side note, kill me. Kill yeah. me, Superman, with your young body. Ooh. 
Uh, well, so kind of continue on in TV news, Adult Swim's got some spinoffs. They're harnessing the streaming prowess of its original fare with four short form spinoffs from beloved titles like Rick and Morty, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Robot Chicken, and Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. So all of these are going to be based on characters from or inspired by the four shows. Each spinoff is going to be about eight to 10 episodes and everything's going to be available across digital platforms. So HBO Max and so on and so forth. So just kind of giving a rundown of these and I think we can talk about them all together. So Vindicators is obviously the return of our Rick and Morty, some fan favorites, some not fan favorites uh, of the Vindicators themselves. So people like Supernova, Vance Maximus, Alan Rails, Crocobot and Noob Noob as they fight crime, avert genocide and yuck it up without Rick and Morty. Alabama Jackson is gonna be starring Donald Faison and is really the spinoff for Robot Chick. And he's gonna be a smooth talking time traveler who lands in exactly the wrong place at the wrong time, every time. My favorite is Aquadon Side Pieces, which is the long awaited continuation of the beloved Adult Swim animated series, Aqua Teen Hunger Force, where fans are gonna be able to catch up on the various side characters and villains in their lives of the Moon Knights, MCP Pants, the Frat Aliens. I like remember all of these from my fucking high school years and I love it. Uh, and then Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, the animated series is actually the fifth season of the Emmy nominated cult show this time it's gonna be animated internet shorts. Uh, what are you guys fans of? What are you excited about in terms of spinoff? And what do you wanna see, Ryan? Um, I, I think I'm maybe in the minority with the, at least this group. I love the Vindicators. I thought it was so fucking fun. Um, it, I, it's funny to picture them going back in time to feature all these people that have been burned. I as uh, spoilers, everyone. They're they're fucking dead, dead, dead. Like so, um, I'm interested to see that. I kind of do. Uh, this is just me kind of wanting a brighter future. I do want to see them go forward in time a little bit and seeing what the new Vindicators maybe look like. Mm -hmm. But if we do some of these old missions, that'll still be fun. Like basically the. The knockoff Star Lord is still going to be over the top, drunk and stupid. Like I just, <laughs> I'm excited for that. Million ants, like it's just like uh, it's That's a fun right. team. It's a it's a fun fucking team. Uh, but so I'm really excited. I like spoofing superheroes in this sort of way, this larger than life way, and saying, "Hey, you guys are doing too much. Calm down, everyone." So I, I I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for this to be the mission statement for the show. Clark, what do you think? I would like um, a future storyline where um, Noob Noob, he has, gets multiple personality disorder and each personality is a different one of these characters. <gasps> so he starts going crazy. And like, for some reason, even though he's not like, you know, Crocobot like doesn't have the robots to it, he just starts gluing robots to it for the moments or robot pieces for the moments where he's that character. It's very Moon Knight. Remember when Moon Knight basically yeah. was just Spider-Man? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I hated that, that one. That was, oh, okay. Sorry. Some people didn't like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of thought it was fun. Okay. Um, in the same way that I'm really happy for Adam for Injustice, I'm really happy for you for Vindicators because, like, I feel like Y'all like this is y'all's episode. Y'all get I need to like to you know. I, I am pro vindicator. Yeah, I'll I'll come out as pro vindicator. I really like that episode. It had fucking saw references. I loved it. Um, I I 
I, I did think the funniest joke in, in that episode is the one about Israel and Palestine because it's so appropriate for right now. And it's just like, like <laughs> oh, I don't want to go there. And that's, that's true. Like, almost that. everybody, ex- exactly. That's the joke. Um, but uh, it was not my favorite episode of that season. And I, the one thing, I, I, while I love the, the concept of it and I love that, like, you know, you've got a little superhero team within the Rick and Morty universe, which makes a ton of sense. I'm slightly worried that if they start doing stuff that's outside of Rick and Morty itself, that some of it will get diluted. What, mm. What's been great about the show for the last four seasons, season five coming up soon, is they've been consistent. It's been like very tight for the most part. So maybe it's an unfounded worry. Maybe, you know, I'm overreacting a little bit, but it's just, I, 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 I like it. It would be like um, if Bojack had like a spinoff of, Fuck, I, I don't know who's like a real minor character in Bojack. Oh, like, like uh, the, no, the rabbit, the rabbit invest, uh, the rabbit agent or whatever. Don't they have a spinoff and it got canceled and then uh, it's coming up. back? <laughs> not, really, not, a spin, not a spinoff, they're not in the same universe. Um, I don't like it either way. Kaylin, I was like, I was gonna say, you got the Papa Xanax today because you're worried about all of the news. <laughs> I'm so worried about everything. Yeah, wait till we get to the comics. <laughs> I do say that I agree with what Kaylin is saying. I do remember when we had to read, like, had to, we were forced to, uh, the Mr. Me <laughs> um, one shot, and it just, like, Ooh. made the character awful and boring. I don't want them to do that with every single one of these characters. Like, the comics were bad. The Vindicator's one we had to suffer through, and we didn't want to speak about it because it was so shitty. I don't really? want, I mean, I don't want this to happen to, I mean, also those weren't written by him, so, and, you know. Yeah didn't it didn't yeah. get luckily yeah. it's a different vibe then. yeah but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I see what you're saying and i agree with that shit is it could be problematic immediately and then oh. um jumping off of um aquadonk side pieces i am very excited to see the cybernetic <laughs> ghost of christmas past because yes. he's my favorite unnecessarily dumb um character from that series <laughs> they're all all of the side character, including obviously the main characters of Aqua Teen Hunger Force, but all the side characters are the most apeshit, weird fucking things on the planet. And I just, I love it. I'm, I'm very excited because I, I don't think I, I think I didn't watch when they, because they had like a sister sequel series or whatever. I never watched that. But I think if they can go back, because it almost got like two out there. I'm really hoping they can bring it back. Have you guys, I never watched Your Pretty Face Going to Hell. I always saw previews for it, but I wasn't a big fan. Um, but maybe an animated, I like it a little bit more. And then I do never love Donald Faison, so. Did you right. just say you never watched it, but you weren't a big fan? Yeah, I just, the, the commercials didn't sell me. <laughs> that's why I was so surprised that it was Emmy nominated, but I guess that's the Arrested Development factor too, right? It could be hilarious, uh, but you have to watch it first. and really. I didn't like Schindler's List, but the commercials just never drew me in. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I assumed but- it was bad. That's how my life works. But that animated short spinoff of Schindler's List was amazing. <laughs> Bitch. Pretty funny, too. All right. Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, well, so wrapping up news uh, hour. It's our news hour now. And comics. <laughs> <laughs> this is PBS News Hour with Homo Superior. Uh, in mm. comics news, we've got new content for essentially all the MCU characters that are coming up. So Shang-Chi is going to get an ongoing comic that will connect his entire new mytho- mythology with the Marvel Universe. Uh, Marvel's giving Kang the Conqueror his first ever solo series that's going to explore the origins ahead of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And then Yelena Belova and Red Guardian are getting their own Winter Guard adventure that's just obviously establishing them as Russia's superhero team 
that we're going to see, obviously, also in Black Widow this summer. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kalen? So, uh, Kang, I'm very interested in, and uh, I think Clark is probably going to agree with me. It's long overdue that he gets his own comic, miniseries or ongoing, whatever it might be. Um, I'm definitely interested in uh, the further adventures of Red Guardian and Yelena, but I hate the name White Widow with a deep-seated passion. It reminds me too much of Arrowverse with, like, White Canary and all that. They, like, differentiate, you know, the two canaries. I'm like, just either call her the Black Widow or call her Yelena. Like, the White Widow doesn't even make any sense. That's not even a spider. I'm sorry. It's not even found in nature. (laughs) And and Shang-Chi, God, I hate saying this, especially during API Heritage Month, and also being Asian myself, it's just... I'm not that interested in a solo book for him. Like the movie, I think will be a lot of fun, even though the trailer looked all right, not great. Um, But I don't know how well he works as a solo character. I think he works better in a team setting, setting, excuse me, if it was like Shang-Chi and the Agents of Atlas or, you know, Mm -hmm. Shang-Chi and something else, I would be a lot more interested because I think he needs that interaction with the rest of the Marvel universe, which will happen in this comic for sure. But, like, I think the team aspect of it is going to be much more interesting to me. My favorite Shang-Chi storyline of, of, like, the last 15, 20, who knows how many years, was when he was in Heroes for Hire. Yeah, that's That was good. led by the Daughters of the Dragon. It was such a good series. It's one of the ones I always keep on hand if I want to read something. Um, I was reading solic- solicitations for this series. It's a lot about he and his family that didn't really exist before the start of that last miniseries. So I'm not looking forward to this at all. I I'm I'm, don't think I'm going to pick it up. Um, in terms, as you said, of Kang the Conqueror, this needed to be done. There are so many versions of him and everyone likes to write him, but they like to write him totally different. So I need some sort of functional story that explains these five, six, who knows how many versions of him going on right now. Uh, the thing I'm frustrated about with this is that, per solicitations as well, he's going to be heavily involved in the Fantastic Four um, series going forward, which I, I don't know if it'll dilute it or make the the, the, the connection tissue between them too weird. If it's I'm not sure if it's two writers. Yeah, it's two writers. Um, I don't know how that's going to be working out. And then the uh, Elena Belova stuff. My some of my favorite side characters are the um, Winter Guard. I love mm-hmm. Dark Star and Vanguard. There was a right. three issue miniseries. I don't remember who, what it tied with, but that brought Darkstar back without any of them, t- them telling us. And I fucking love that weird three issue miniseries. And they brought Vanguard back, who's her um, mutant brother. She's a mutant as well. I don't know. I love it. And Ursa I Major, think that was during the initiative or something like that. I don't, I don't remember, yeah. but it was great. Yeah. Um, and Ursa Major is one of my favorite characters. Just like a giant bear man who's a complete weirdo. And and he's not he's supposed to be in the movie, I think, but like not as important. I didn't really read when, when I saw this original stuff, it didn't mention it. And then as I've been seeing new stuff, they keep bringing him up. So I want to see a giant bear man, folks. I was going to say he's just going to be a rug as an Easter egg when they go to have that conversation. <laughs> but like a rug that still talks. Yeah, it's, it's just like he's been deflated, except his head still works and he's still yeah. talking. I'm and it's uh, it's a crossover with Aladdin, Disney's Aladdin, because it's the rug that started talking. So <laughs> and he just great goes, synergy there, Disney. He just goes, it's a living. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew. laughs> um, I like all these characters. Um, and I like that they're getting spotlight, obviously, in the MCU. Um, it does the the problem with the, the only one that is it feels a little bit icky is because of Shang-Chi in terms of like 
this feels it doesn't feel natural it feels forced mm. on yeah. marvel's part to integrate him more into whatever but like shang chi for me and this is just me reading like all marvel through the years just was like a cameo queen so he would just fucking <laughs> show up and just like beat the shit out of someone you're like well thank you shang chi i'll see you in 12 issues or something you know what i mean that's what i sort of liked about him um and not that he can't be in the spotlight but it is uh it feels a little bit forced right now but the other series i do want to pick up and i want to see <laughs> clark do you remember the um the, the oh god i just lost your name in my head um oh god anyways uh, go to Kaylin and i'll bring her right back <laughs> <Kaylin. laughs> well i what, one of the things i do like that's happening with shang chi in the marvel universe is they are playing up his sex appeal like he is oh, a yeah. him mode. Mm. like in in the domino series you read a few years ago they definitely did that and i think clark that's what you meant mm-hmm. um and and like how like like they were all oh, about really. like his arms his abs his pecs his butt like i was all about it so like if they keep playing that up, I'm like all about it. like make more like <laughs> like non-traditionally attractive guys. I mean, he's traditionally attractive, but like non-white guys, like you know, yeah. be sex symbols. Um, you know, in the Marvel universe, um, I'm 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 for it. What one issue is just Shang Chi taking a shower and it's all just full panel. You just keep turning the page. I'm gonna buy 45 <laughs> issue like like copies of that issue. I will keep that like series afloat just for that issue. That's it. exactly, right. Kaylin, what I was going to say. Um, I was going to say, do you remember the time in Domino where she kept calling him master and like <laughs> wanting to fuck him and it was so creepy and gross? Not, I mean, not for him as much as for her. Yeah. I hope that That was happen. weird. That That's... was weird, but it, but it was also Gail Simone who was writing that. So it was a female writer talking about a female character, like, you know, having the hots for a male character. So like it was less icky if it had been a male creator doing that less it is it is like it's, a, it's know, so a creepy but so if, yeah if yeah. any of us become gay writer like writers for show, comic series of gay characters we're obviously going to put in like a crush me daddy type like oh my reaction God. none of us could honestly. who's gonna be that who's gonna be, be the crush e uh it doesn't matter clark it's damn the, it it's the rebooted universe. it doesn't matter it'll be all of them <laughs> it's like a rebooted universe of wicked meeting hulk like and wiccan is just like ruin me daddy <laughs> <laughs> so this is going to be one of my accidentally patented terrible things i do where i just talk about a news art news article that didn't happen that we didn't talk about so simi lu you know the guy who um is yeah. the character who, the actor who's going to play uh shang chi or already has filmed it um he supposedly has made a like I don't remember how many seasons series of he's written it down of um, Shiro, you know. Uh, oh God, I'm not doing well with remembering names of things it's okay. today. Um, you know the asshole from the, the first couple X Men series, that X Men issues in 19. Oh, uh, Sunfire. Sun, yeah, yeah, Sunfire. Um, I'm gonna say Fire Stick, um, which is that's the new name. Uh, yeah, he's, he's gonna be he wrote supposedly in 2020 during the um the quarantine he wrote like a seven issue seven um season treatment for that for a show about oh, it because he wants to uh, not just be a, uh, he wants to not just be a an actor he wants to be a writer in order to um put asian properties forward to you know nice. change the culture of as I long as fun- he keeps sunfire's roots of being 
a giant asshole, but still fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh I mean, yeah, I, no, he's got to be. He's got to be like a, a complete cunt. <laughs> well, after after I my mistake, I hope they change him to fire stick. So, <laughs> if someone well, listening mean, to this, I was right. It it does pull better with the eighteen to thirty four demographic. So I That's feel like true. they could. Okay, you're right. There you go. And then there someone's like. I, 60 year old parents who don't know how to use anything but the one little thing you shove into a tv that's a but it's gonna be on amazon only it won't be on disney plus that, you know that's part of the contract that's that's days right there you go on the dark web finding all that that news but also with sunfire because he's gonna be part of the x-men is also like really nice like he almost like predicted it like that he's gonna be more featured in the in, in the marvel books moving forward so that's kind of cool very cool. Um, all right, Clark, do you have something for us? Because we're ready to watch out. Yeah, so I was thinking about this last week uh, since Castlevania came out at the end of last um, of last week and we some of us already watched the whole thing. But um, I want to get into it without mentioning any spoilers. So what I want to do, I, I'm going to ask you, um, number one, what do you what do you like or want to want to get out of a what do you excuse me what do you like to get out like a vampire character like what what characteristics do you like from a vampire when you think about film television movies it's uh, well yeah Uh, i like i like the idea of and this is true of like i think all like genre fiction that i'm into including x-men right now of like the world building of like a vampire society of like what it means for like when you are somebody who is essentially immortal or uh, can live for hundreds, if not thousands of years, like what do the laws of that society look like? You know, what do the politics look like? Like, how do you set up like infrastructure and all that kind of stuff? And how like, would they try to like cohabitate? I mean, we're gonna get this, get into this more when we do our Castlevania podcast, which will be coming out next week, plug for Castlevania season four podcast. Um, But like, I think the most interesting things about that season by getting the spoilers is some of the aspects where they touched on that a little bit. And so the more we can see in that uh, throughout like novels, TV shows, movies, even video games, uh, that's the stuff that I would really, really like, uh, like be into. Um, Adam. Yeah. I, that's a very complex answer. Mine was like, I like vampires who are like suave and they're always like a little bit better than you. I I definitely actually liked, uh, you know, hits and misses in the underworld series but i do think that there was a lot of cool stuff that i really enjoyed and just kate beckinsale looks great in uh in that outfit but i do (laughs) hitting on your note of like there is that sort of like not peaceful coexistence but this like world building i know i think it's apocalypse is like a pen and paper rpg that deals with vampires and werewolves and it's like you have to have these like sexy clubs a little bit you have to like they have to just always be a little, cause it's, they're night creatures. Like they have to be, but like smart ones, they have to be like this very cool, like liquid. Um, and yeah, humans always look like idiots in front of them. And I don't know, it's very like weirdly meat cutish, which I think why people love Twilight and all that kind of stuff from a rom-com perspective is like, you always want the dashing, but hopefully not toxic relationship person. Like I think Twilight is, but like you always want that, like someone just showing up and you're like, wow, who is that? That's what I want. <laughs> Right. Pop in. Oh yeah, just to uh, riff off that. Sorry, sorry, Ryan. But like the when you said RPG, I was thinking about Vampire: The Masquerade, which was like yes, in, that's also 90, what I was thinking of. Yeah, that was a '90s RPG, which I never really played. But I remember as a kid, uh, I when I did the uh, like the city science fair, this guy was like next to his project was next to mine, 
and he like had all these books like the like the source materials and rpg guides for vampire the masquerade and i like read all of it and like how like they go it goes back to like like Cain and Abel and like Lilith and all that kind of stuff. And then all the various like, like sort of the tribes and like societies of vampires. I was like, I was just eating that shit up. Like, I was like, I don't want to play this. I just want to learn <laughs> more about this. So in my head, I started like writing these like novels that I never put pen to paper. Sorry, Ryan. Right. No, you're fine. Um, completely agree. Um, what I don't want to see is for fuck's sake, we don't need to see another tortured soul yes trying to be in love we are so over that we've seen angel we've seen twilight we've seen queen of the dam like we don't need to see that anymore the fact is uh vampires if they've been around for many 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 moons uh they are basically cockroaches that are hiding in the <laughs> shadows at all fucking times and i want to see and the way that Taikai Watiti does what we do in the shadows, mm. I want to see the every single day life of them. How do they deal? Like, I know they're on a different, they're basically on the night schedule. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, work, you work nights or whatever. But I want to see more of that. I, I And he does it through a comedic lens through that show. But knowing the day-to-day and knowing like the rituals are very interesting. If you've been alive for 200, 300 more years, that is more interesting than being like, oh, I love this 18-year-old girl. You know what I mean? And that's also (laughs) freaky. So like, let's lean into what you would have to do. You steal from a blood bank. There's a heist episode. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I I don't know. There's more stuff. You son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) well you were the first recruit um but but yeah that that's more interesting than seeing the paths we've already gone down i can't have another angel tortured soul i i do i now i i I love that point you're making because i love the idea of like a vampire who is immortal but doesn't have a lot of money and just works night shifts on call centers and shit that's the best thing (laughs) (laughs) taco bell third meal you know what i mean (laughs) my next question was going to be besides a nine inch dick what what do you want to see from a vampire you've never seen before (laughs) a 10 inch dick yeah (laughs) uh yeah great great point uh a better sense of humor you are immortal so you're probably just gonna want to have a better time all the time and not in like let's go to the fucking blood orgy but like actually like hat like maybe has learned a lot and is very thoughtful about how he treats both vampires and people you know what i mean i would love to see um like going back to like you know like vampires living as long as they have real like vampire historians if they come in and say like and you've got people that say well you know the founders meant this blah 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 no bitch. I was there for the Declaration of Independence. This is what they meant. Ben Franklin was a total piece of shit. Yes. You know, uh, like all that kind of stuff. Like I want them to be like, I was there for that. And what you're talking about is utter nonsense. They, you have yeah. no idea. And he's so. a sassy gay guy too. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's got the frilly like sleeves and everything. Like, what's that? Adam, did you have any? Yeah, I think I want vampires that are less than i know that i said my my original statement still stands because that's just the stereotype that i love is like that you know suave uh vampire 
But I just, I like going off of the continued comment on even like, I just want to see like every, the every, like you're talking about, Ryan, like the everyday vampire, like someone who's like not ripped, who isn't like, oh, wait, I just, there's a real, I think there's lots to do there. Cause it's like, just because you have to suck blood and you're immortal doesn't mean that that makes you any less socially awkward. Like, to get to the whole point, like you can be alive for a thousand years, but still never solve how to talk to somebody, especially when you're a fucking vampire that people hate. So I'd, I like unless they like I'd love to see that removal of the glamour spell because that's always such an easy thing for them. There's always like that they can usually do a glamour on you. So I just I want to see like just more normal idiots being vampires while also still loving the quintessential vampire stereotype. Kaylin, um, to that point, Adam, the very very first few minutes, even before the credits, True Blood, which is is exactly what I thought was going to happen. The deglamorization of vampires, and then. The show began and it was just <laughs> pornography, which I didn't Dick mind party. the first season. Like I didn't mind that first season because it was like so over the top and sexy yeah. in its own way. And then I got really tired of it after that. But um, like that first minute when you like get the swerve of who the actual vampire is, when you like you think the really like handsome, gaunt, like ghastly looking guy isn't him, but it's the it's the like trucker guy with the hat, like yeah. kind of the beer belly is the vampire. I was like oh that's fucking cool i like that like they gave us that like little swerve there but obviously the show didn't go that way <laughs> um so this is when uh watch out starts happening so uh -oh. Uh -oh. Oh, no. <laughs> so my, my third question is what um do you like out of a ham sandwich like like you've eaten or seen in a movie or seen in a television show like what is a quintessential ham sandwich to you well i'm vegetarian so can I, can do, I don't think I can answer this question. It, it's a no, vegan. No, that's what you can say. Non-existent, non-existent. Okay. Uh, what do you like a theoretical ham. ham sandwich? I don't like ham, but I think normally, I like my sister liked it and she used to eat it with like ham, Swiss cheese, and maybe mustard. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. But Adam, I do like the way you say ham. Ham. <laughs> <laughs> From 30 Rock? Yep. Ryan, um, I okay. So ham is ham is good because it's fucking salty as shit, right? So I I want that smothered in some mustard. Um, put on whatever cheese you can find, and then just do two very light, very the lightest pieces of bread on each. Yeah, side. like white. It's definitely white bread. You definitely yeah. Oh yeah, I, I think that makes it better. Uh, but yeah, it's just got to feel salty as shit because I'm a savory like person and I don't care about sweet. All right. Mark, so what question number, no, I don't care. Um, I don't like ham. <laughs> um, so question number four, um, besides a nine inch dick, what do you want to see on a ham sandwich that you've never seen before? <laughs> um, impossible ham. Okay. Is that Glad not a thing? I don't know if it is yet. I it's haven't seen I'm that. I'm sure yet. it is. But you like I'm still sure have to dust the nine inch penis off the sandwich. That's Why not... am I dusting it off? No dusting Bring it. In more. I so want gonna, more. Like, just shove mustard on top of it. Twenty seven <laughs> inches yeah. of dick. Okay. <laughs> Brian. Um, I guess I want all pork combined into one sort of fucking like super monster. Uh, a pig you want a pig oh yeah i guess i'll just eat a pig live um but no 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 like cooked in different ways so ham uh bacon 
but like and, it, and once you cross too many lines of like overlap then people get very uncomfortable but i want to see it all in one sand sammy <laughs> it's nearly sacrilegious some might say yeah yeah did anybody I expect am. ryan to be our homer simpson because i sure as hell didn't until this <laughs> very moment i don't feel that way i i ordered uber eats so i'm starving right now <laughs> okay all right <laughs> so final Pardon. two questions so what do you like to see um, on a nine-inch dick? Uh, skin. Yeah, that's <laughs> always good. <laughs> I like I like only bones. I like to see flat bones. <laughs> uh, bones skin. <laughs> I I guess I watched this one porno that like he put mustard on it and they pretended to like do a hot dog because Ooh, I like storyline. Yeah, food porn's rough for me. It's not. Uh, uh, and I, I like hated it. that. Uh, yeah. So I guess just uh, if it's if it's going to be used for uh, penetrative sex, then. Lube would probably also be and a, nice a condom, <laughs> Adam, to a and a condom, right? <laughs> a lot of a lot of lube and a little bit of weed for me, thank you. Oh, oh all right, but it's like um, on the dick, and you just have to like. <laughs> I oh yeah, no, no. I, it's now. literally an edible. It's an edible. No, maybe a little sombrero on it. I don't know, like a hat. Like, <laughs> like I think it should be a little whimsical, you know? That's cute. So, I like that. So the condom yeah. needs to be on it for like E. coli sake, right? Sure. <laughs> What? mostly yeah. i mean uh, right. yeah the, the final question was just um what do you want to see in a nine-inch dick that you oh never okay seen? no we i have a different answer. Uh, i'd like a relatable vampire to be on my uh dick. just my like just dick. just like a, like a six inch one just sitting on top of it or like an actual giant size <laughs> so a fun uh, size um vampire or a giant e- size. equal size yeah <laughs> God, my brain immediately went to family size you want a family? Oh, no. <laughs> you know what that's called? You know what that's called? That's a buco de bep dick. You know I mean? Oh my god! Stop. Yeah, yeah. Oh when god. you're there, you're family. Um, I. Oh my god, I can't. So that's Where? what happened, everybody. Uh, should we not do this anymore? <laughs> that was I, was. I was really. I watched out. I was. I'm. That really took a turn. Yeah, I didn't really know how that connected, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> yeah, some, some help us out. Someone do something. Alucard's right. definitely got a nine-inch penis, but let's go. Oh, oh, Kaylin, you oh, want to jump sure. into comics? Yeah, let's do that. So we had three issues this week. A small week, but a very good week, in my opinion. So starting off with Way of X number two by Cy Spurrier and Bob Quinn. Ryan, I'm sorry I got some bad news for you because Dr. Nemesis doesn't much care for Dazzler's music. Uh, Loa has a crush on Mercury. Legion doesn't want to be called Legion anymore. And also also he's a brain in the custody of the anti-mutant organization Orcus, who's trying to replicate Krakoa with his brain in order to just destroy Krakoa. Nightcrawler grabs Dr. Nemesis and Pixie to help prevent Orcus from succeeding. Uh, Kurt shoots, shoots David, aka Legion's brain, and immediately gets, uh, um, excuse me, David gets immediately resurrected, but dear old dad, Charles Xavier himself, isn't sure if he should restore his son's mind. Doesn't matter, as we find out, because David Haller is an Omega-level mutant, you see. He's got the power to restore his own mind, and we find out, and oh, we find out that the Patchwork Man is Onslaught, the evil manifestation of Professor X and Magneto. So thoughts on this issue? Clark. Um, so... 
I think I spoke for most speak for most. The first issue was fine. I think, you know, it was a buildup issue that it was okay. This one, I fucking loved it. This is definitely Mm -hmm. upper echelon jump for me. I like how it is like jumping between all the different series. The fact we randomly had Fabian Cortez show up for two pages, Mm -hmm. immediately tying on a sword. And if you hadn't read sword, you have no idea what the fuck is anyone he's saying at all. Um, I had a question regarding Mercury and Loa. I thought Mercury was with um, Bling. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. Is Loa, that is Loa that did happen. That was Wait, what? Um, what was the question? I said, I, I, I said, is she just being a hussy? Oh, a hussy. I thought I heard I a different think, word. I, I don't think it was a <laughs> you hussy. Know what? Is she just <laughs> being a <laughs> I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I just assume everybody in Krakoa is kind of polyamorous, so I yeah. think there's that part of it, but... I mean, she does have just have... The, all her clothes are just going to be a bit of shimmery nothing over her vagina. Um, yeah. The other thing was I, yeah. the fact that we have just seated in Doc Nemesis not liking Dazzler's music, and not really spoiler, but spoiler, the fact that in the solicitation for August, Dazzler happens to be with the team, um, is interesting that we're going to get some sort of back and forth. Oh, interesting. That. I'm very excited. <laughs> this series is very good. I'm very happy with, I mean, Onslaught is a character that's very Marmite for a lot of people, but he, they're going to do a good job with him here. I mean, Sice is amazing. There's no way in hell. I love the the back and forth with um, Legion and Magneto and Legion and uh, Professor Xavier. Thrilled. Uh, Ryan. I, I completely agree. This, uh, the first one, like you, I was like, uh, but well, we'll see what's going Um, uh, I really like this. Um, it's a ragtag team. I really like this team together. Dr. Nemesis. I think Dr. Nemesis, um, to, to disagree with you, Clark, I think he is a big fan of Dazzler, but he just didn't like his most, uh, her most recent album. And you know, when, you know, when someone just listens to one album after they've been fans for years, and you're like, well, now, oh, she's terrible. She don't, I, don't, I never liked her. I don't think, I don't think uh, he, he hates her completely. And I think we're going to get that later a little bit. He's going to know one of her songs or something called Sparkle Dazzle or some shit, whatever she <laughs> makes up. Um, just uh, so has she gone like um, Lady Gaga Joanne for us? I think that's, oh, that I think that's it. Honestly, I, she she's she's getting too many venues. She's too popular now that she's like I'm also performing at the gala. Like no shit, we know, bitch. Like uh, yeah, and even I'm mad at her talking about it now. You know what I mean? Um, with that all said, Chromatica. Yeah. Uh, with that all said, I, I have two notes um, in terms of uh, I do like when Dupe pukes. He yeah. pukes in <laughs> multicolor uh, magic, which is Beautiful. so fun to see. And then um, our newest cast member that we don't really know much about, his name is Only Lost, and his power is apparently to be lost and maybe <laughs> tall. I don't know. Like, it's very it's very strange that we've looped him in. But, Did I? I mean, yeah, you get it wrong. I thought for some reason I thought she was. It was. Yeah, I thought lost. I thought lost. I thought lost is a woman. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe I got the wrong. I apologize. Well, we um, don't know. They've never self-identified. Yeah, that is true. Exactly, that is very yeah. true. That's true. We'll just say them. Yeah, and also Krakoa, they don't give up. Like they, they will yeah. lead it. Yeah, they love. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just really excited for these upcoming yeah. issues. It's a really fun book. 
such a weird team together. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you guys. Like I even put in our Slack channel of like the, this, this current wave of X books that have started in the last few months, including sword, um, X core, um, X factor. I'm trying to think what else, uh, has started recently. Um, but like way of X is like just below sword for me right now with the second issue. I mm. think, um, obviously like Sides Spurrier knows how to write Legion. Don't call him Legion very, very well. <laughs> um, and Dr. Nemesis is what, easy, easily one of his favorite characters because he's written him before as well. But like seeing that kind of interaction was so good and just seeing like, seeing more like uh, opposition to the Krokoan uh, Quiet Council makes me very happy. Like there is that kind of push and pull that's happening there. And the fact that like Onslaught exists on some, some level uh, makes a ton of sense. Uh, I love Clark. I love your, uh, your comparison of Marmite. Like it is definitely a love it or hate it kind of a thing. Like there are nineties fans who fucking love Onslaught. I am not one of them. Cause that to me was like the Zenith of like when the X books were just not, not good in the nineties. But I, I do agree that I think they're going to find a way to, to bring this together. And I, uh, to, again, to your point, Clark, like bringing in Fabian Cortez, just like leaving him or uh, like where we saw him last in Sword in the in the Green Lagoon, uh, just fucking, you know, like drinking away his sorrows because he's been kicked off the station. My God, it's so, so good. Adam? Yeah, no, I, I was, I think nostalgically, I am an Onslaught fan because they were also in, uh, I forget, I think it was must have been the original Marvel vs. Capcom uh, was like, just a cool design, a generally cool idea. I did go back and reread it at some point. I'm like, Jesus Christ, is this bad? But I'm hoping that they will, again, I, I you know, trust in Hickman's vision. And I think it's really cool, just like we got to see them really turn Apocalypse into something more fully formed. I'm really hoping to see what they can do with Onslaught to help build it out. Because it it's an interesting concept, and they might as well just bring it back and play with it. So moving on, Wolverine number 12 uh, by Benjamin Percy and Scott Eaton. It turns out that Omega Red is a double agent for Beast and is providing intel on Dracula and his vampire nation. Going back to Clark's, uh, uh, he's got something. Uh, and in exchange for his help, the Krakoans allow Omega Red to be his own mutant, which means to me that X-Force could be turning into its own suicide squad, like in exchange for some kind of freedom or agency they are allowing, uh, you know, like uh, mutants are like uh, serving as fodder or like as, as, you know, doing missions for, for this X-Force. Beast creates a dirty bomb version of Wolverine in order to fare out the vampires. And Logan and vampiric gal pal Louise head to Sevelith to get Death and his otherworldly vampires involved in dealing with Dracula. So before I get into questions uh, about what y'all think, I when I first started reading this issue, I was like, I, I can't even bring myself to read this. I don't care. By the time I got to the end of the issue, I was like, fuck yes, I am back involved because bringing in Sevelith and Death makes a, like so much sense. I didn't even think about it as I was reading this arc. Like it didn't even occur to me, but like the aftermath of Ten of Swords is being felt through all the books. And like, this is such a smart way to deal with it. So Clark, go to you. Yeah, I was surprised how fascinated I was finally by this issue. And it's because they actually tie it to stuff that matters instead of yeah. just here's some vampires. I love the fact that uh, the Sevelith vampires are like the, the, you know, our Earth vampires are just trash, garbage, you know, mutt 
that that don't matter so basically dracula who's this huge big deal they just like you know like throw aside because he's a waste of space for them um i'm finally excited for this and i hope it continues instead of going back into some weird boring nonsense i still have no i don't care about whatever her name is a lot louise no louise. No. yeah i'd right. agree it's um yeah not excited about this issue when i started reading i started getting more into it it actually started when uh krakoa was more integral just in general if he's off on his side missions i tend to check out with wolverine yeah. i think as a, we've all said before but yeah to to bring in that i thought okay when i thought when he was going somewhere else i didn't think it was going to be death at the end i thought it was going to be his rival from ten of swords so oh, I was, yeah it was a oh, nice yeah. it was a nice treat to be like oh this bitch that dance with a storm like that was fun <laughs> for me yeah no I, I agree with all of you if wolverine's gonna get to show up in ten thousand other comic series everyone should be showing up in his and so i think this was a good spin of using the teams and the content. Cause I was also sort of like confused in terms of timeline. Cause I'm always like, how the fuck could Wolverine be doing these 10,000 things at all times? And I just liked that they were like, oh great. Now it gives me some time and presence in terms of when it's happening overall uh, with Krakoa. And I love this level of connection. And just, I was a, as a person who didn't know that Dracula existed <laughs> in the Marvel universe, at least in this capacity, I was sort of like, I don't like any of this, but especially with them focusing on the vampire nation, like the mutant nation and like Atlantis and, you know, Attila, Attilan, whatever. Uh, I just like that. They're like, no, vampires can also have a fucking nation too. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. That makes sense. <laughs> Caleb? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, to that Dracula has been an integral part of like X-Men lore going back to like the early eighties. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Sto Sto right. Storm was under his thrall and all that. Like um, Jubilee was a, was a vampire. I remember Jew Bloodly. Well, I knew um, vampires were there. I always just thought, like, it's just so funny, like, the pronounced, like, Dracula kind of thing. Yeah, it's what happens when you have a character that's in the public domain. Anybody can fucking use him. <laughs> um, but um, the uh, the stuff that I actually found weird, because I, I don't know where the timelines kind of, like, match up, is isn't Beast dead in X-Force currently? Am I misremembering that, or did they resurrect him there uh, in in the last issue of X Force? They didn't like, go. They didn't go a step further, I think, because I thought it just ended with Quentin Choir like uh, Sage was punching Black Tom Cat. Like I thought they just kind of left it that they had solved that problem without. They probably yeah. resurrected him. I, well, I, I, yeah, they they can get out of it quick with just being like he was resurrected. He was high priority, so we <laughs> resurrected him right away. Yeah, I, you're, I, you're probably, I don't. It doesn't feel nice, but yeah. <laughs> I want the That's editor note. The editor note's like wondering what happened to Beast. We are too. Check back later. <laughs> no, Ryan. Ryan Carl just won a no prize uh, because that's like when, like in in the old days, when like, like a, a reader figured out like a continuity like fix. It's like, oh, you just won a no prize, bitch. Um, so no prize for you. <laughs> so let's move on to our last book of the week, also written by Cy Spurrier. It's a very heavy Cy Spurrier week. It's Black Knight number three. Uh, the artist is Sergio uh, Davia. Uh, so in the book, you've got Dane Whitman, Elsa Bloodstone, and Jax heading to the myth uh, mythical wasteland uh, of from Lemur de Arthur to find more ebony MacGuffins, including an ebony Holy Grail, which is apparently just as evil as uh, the ebony blade. Jax sees a flashback of ye old Black Knight fighting young Thor during the Middle Ages, and everyone except Elsa gets visions. And then at the end, Dane is about to drink from the ebony chalice. 
What do y'all think about this issue? Clark? Um, I like the fact that the Marvel is um, both embracing Arthurian legend and also like punching into the face. I hate when a comic or something will just, you know, toss it aside. This is all nonsense and boring. And let's just make Lancelot be the main fucking character, even though he was added 200 years before the actual, I mean, after the actual, you know, original um, mythology. Uh, I mean, it's funny. It's smart. I like all the characters. I like Elsa Bloodstone showing up. I like the unnecessary best pal, um, like piece of garbage character that just shows up for um, Mordred. Mordred. Yeah. I don't know. Whole thing. I enjoy it. Ryan. Agreed. It's a it's a good series. It's fun. It's interesting. It's made him more of an interesting character than he's ever been, really, for me. He's always sort of been like one of the Avengers that you don't really care about. But um, so it, it's interesting to see this. Also, yeah, like you said, also Bloodstone is truly she's a star. Like she's got such presence. She has such a clear voice. And it was like years and years ago that they established this. Um, I hate that my mind goes this way, but I'm like, she needs to be in some sort of MCU thing at some point because she's such a damn star. And I want to see a live action version of her done correctly. So I, I, I really like this series a lot. And hearing more about the sword and how it sort of works a little bit more than we've ever really gotten uh, is really interesting. Puppies. <laughs> You know what that time means. Yeah, yeah, no, I I liked it. I agree with you, Ryan. I want to see her in much more media. And she was certainly someone that was new to me while we started this podcast. Uh, But I think I actually thought that to myself while I was reading this comic that even of all the people in the comic, I'm like, Jesus Christ, is she a standout character? Uh, And I would just like to see more. And, you know, this was a, it was weird because there was a lot of action in it, but it felt kind of like a holdover issue. Like it was mostly trying to advance what was going on. But uh, yeah, no, I, I want to continue to read more and see more. I think Sai's doing a great, great job on on this. So I'm echoing suddenly, so I'm in the bathroom because the dogs are clearly barking like crazy because my parents <laughs> just got home. Uh, but the other comic I'm reading right now that's Arthurian is A Once in Future by Kieran Gillen for um, Boom so Studios. Good. Which, so good. Now, are you reading the whole thing? The first six I've, issues I've read- were amazing. And it is like a slog now. It's like they introduce oh. new characters every issue and then, spoiler, kill them off, two issues. And it's literally, I'm like, oh my God, I want this to be done. And I, every single day when I look at the solicitations, I want it to be the last issue really big. And I'm still oh. reading it. It's sad. I've it's only, sad to me now. I've only this read is, the first to me, this is so much better. I've only read the first six issues. And I really liked it because it, it, it inverts the Arthurian myth of like Arthur coming back is actually a bad thing. And I, I like I've never seen that before because whenever like you have like modern day or future tales of Arthur coming back, it's like there to save humanity, but he's actually like an awful piece of shit. So I like that part of it, but that's really disappointing to hear that it gets that it gets bad or like boring after six issues. The message gets a little jumbled by stuff. <laughs> yeah, Kieran no, Kieran no. Gillen is a great writer, but sometimes like when he kind of goes off on a million different tangents, like he could definitely has that's part of some of his weaknesses i've definitely seen that in wicked and divine and some of the other books he's done so that's the comics adam i'll turn it back over to you yeah let's go on down to the trailer park but it's really hot so i only want hot takes on your uh pitch on sweet tooth so sweet tooth is coming to netflix on june 4th 
It's a comic series originally by DC Comics Vertigo imprint. It's supposed to be very dark, foreboding, gets into horror. Although by the trailer, it seems like it's a coming of age tale of a young boy with antlers just trying to save him and his other antler children friends. Give me like one to two sentences at most. Why the fuck does this look kind of lame? <laughs> Brian? Um, eh? But also it's shot beautifully and the graphics look great. So kudos to Netflix for getting that budge. I, mean, I appreciate yeah. I was going to say the graphic novel, I've read the first few issues. I actually have them all. I just need to sit down and read them. Um, it's by Jeff Lemire, who not only wrote, but drew the series. And he's got a very unique style. And when you have a comic that has that like very unique aesthetic, and then you see an adaptation of it, it just kind of like, oh, wait, this is not what I was expecting. Like if it had been an animated version in his style, I would have been like much more impressed with it. So I just think I'm going to have to kind of get over that when I would do watch it. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, I'm hoping it's good. Um, but I think I, I would probably be more favorable to it if it was going to be on Amazon Prime rather than Netflix, because I think Netflix kind of fucks up their comic adaptation. <laughs> uh, Jupiter, whatever it's called, uh, what is it called? Jupiter uh, ascending. Jupiter's ascending. Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, Tatum. Jupiter ascending. Rising. No, 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 no. No. What? What the fuck is the Jupiter? I said one to two sentences, Kaylen. Jupiter Saturday. There I go. Yeah, Clark. Um, it, I, this looks schmaltzy as fuck. Like no. it. It looks cheesebally. I'm not interested in it. It also looks super lone wolf and cub, which you know I've never seen before mm. three thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> Or uh, as the way Brent talks about it, Hawk and Chick, like that he thinking that's the original from uh, Bob's Burgers. Uh, well, you heard it here first. Those are both the same thing. <laughs> or that, that's yeah. what I heard first because I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. All right. We're taking next week off because of Memorial Day weekend, but we've got some new content coming up, including Class X, who is Destiny, uh, including a special guest from X Reads podcast and an extra issue reviewing the fourth season of Castlevania on Netflix. We've also got drinks and alcoholics who drink them on Instagram with Bar Sinister. And you can find more Vicky and Kiana talking more before the end of the month. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X, Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Rate and review us if you like. Hopefully you do like. We love you too. We've been Homo Superior. And peace out, motherfuckers. Bye. <laughs>